Howdy, howdy. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. This is episode 60, and I'm recording this before the time, obviously, that you're going to hear it, but right now it's before Thanksgiving, and I just want to say I'm so thankful for this podcast and this platform to be speaking with you guys, and 59 episodes before this one, it's one of my favorite things to do. I do a lot of different kinds of media in my life, everything from redneck comedy to trying to make you cry in a music video. And this is right in between, and it's not a family vlog either. This is the podcast, and so many times I've opened this up to your questions. I do want to say that for me, the last episode, I talked about a young man from Kentucky named Drew, and we have since talked back and forth. If you want to listen to episode 59, Drew wrote into the show, and he said that he was in a pretty tough situation. 14 years old, he had been... Uh, abused by his stepfather, uh, apparently had been uh, beaten with a baseball bat on several occasions, called the cops, wrote the podcast. It was a long story, and that's not what this is about. I hope you I hope you go listen to that on episode 59. But I wanted to say that after that, and this podcast is always open to questions, you email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to eat, if you want to talk to me about anything, and I'll talk about it on this podcast. After I read that letter from Drew, I I got a flood of questions and comments from you guys on this email in similar situations, which which is horrifying. And I I just want to say that if you are in a bad situation, especially if you're under twenty one and you're you're living in you're not the you're not the head of your household, I should say. You're living with other adults and you are in any kind of abusive situation. Please call the cops. Please call the cops and sit with them. It, it, be brave and go to the go to the cops. If you don't feel like they're listening to you or if whoever is abusing you is um Maybe they're in with the sheriff or maybe they're taking plea bargains, like somebody said in one of the emails. Guys, um, first of all, I'm so sorry you're in the situation. Second of all, I would go sit in that sheriff's office and don't leave until they do something about it. And it's crazy that this world uh, has the problems that it does. We all recognize that it does. Thank you for emailing me. I'm, I am not... Uh, I'm not the guy that's going to fix it for you. I'm just going to guy that's going to talk through some things. So I would go to the cops and I would, I would make sure that they know about this and, uh, I would get CPS involved. Don't live in fear or terror of someone in your house, your mom's boyfriend or, or your dad, or maybe it is your mom is another email I got. It was the mom, uh, the, the biological mother that was causing problems. So man, I, I'm so sorry, guys, make sure you you go to the cops and go to a friend and just get out of there. You you could you could have an eye for for good people out there. Find the good people. Find the good guys. Go to their house. Don't leave until it gets until it gets fixed. Man. Um <laughs> I I didn't think I was going to have to start this podcast by saying that. I do want to I do want to tell you something else. My buddy Johnny Joey Jones in Georgia, who's a great friend. We've done, we've done some hunting trips together. We've done a lot of videos together. We've walked a hundred miles together. He is a wounded warrior, 
Yeah, he's lost both of his legs in uh, Iraq, I believe, Afghanistan. I think it was Afghanistan. And uh, just a tremendous dude. And I wanted to read what he just tweeted. Once again, this this podcast is coming before Thanksgiving. So I want to read what he tweeted just now. He said, I didn't fight two wars and lose two legs to be told I can't spend time with my family. As a matter of fact, I did it so you could choose how you spend your Thanksgiving. Honor, sacrifice, and tell the commies to shove it. So the reason I'm reading that is, is because he says this on Twitter, and, and it gets a lot of engagement. Like I'm looking at it right now and it has 23,000 retweets. And if you want to look him up, his Twitter is at Johnny underscore Joey has a ton of engagement, but everything I see, and maybe this is the Twitter algorithm. Maybe this is who's running Twitter. Everything I see right under that tweet is negative. It's all people bashing him and criticizing him and demoralizing him and, uh, really knocking him down. We're talking about a war hero who has lost so much, has sacrificed so much, and he just makes a comment on Twitter. It's something that he feels very strongly about, and he and he's absolutely ransacked on Twitter. I mean, these people are going after him. They are destroying or trying to keyboard destroy him. I texted him and I've been texting with him and I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't bother him. He, and he knew when you say something like that on Twitter, he knew that in the Twitter sphere, uh, it was going to get a lot of hate, which obviously got a lot of love too, judging by the retweets. But I've, this is great. I don't see a single good comment on here. And so I was just talking with the guys at EE Apparel. I feel like, I feel like there's some, something going on with Twitter where they are putting, they're putting the bad comments on top so that that's all you could see. So that you sit here and scroll like I'm doing and you see nothing but hate and anger and disruption and rejection. That's what you see. I've told you guys before, be careful with social media. You don't know, you don't know what you're seeing. I don't know what I'm seeing. You, you think you're putting something out there and you get all this negativity back or you get all this positivity back and you don't know if that's accurate on what people are seeing. You know what I mean? So be careful. I'm going to, I'm going to get my brother Parker in here and I'm going to borrow him and borrow his brain He's a smart dude. And I'm going to get to your questions. Granger Smith podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to answer some of these. Um, and we're going to dive in. Thank you for watching episode 60, a little bit of a milestone. Welcome to the podcast. Roll the intro. Long line of four by 
Parker in here because sometimes I feel like I, if I sit in a room and talk to a microphone by myself for too long, I lose perspective on what I'm talking about and what I'm answering, and you could help me with that. The episode's already, you've already been talking? No, I'm just talking about like on the last episode Oh, and all the ones before that, I start getting, um, I'll talk for like seven or eight minutes and I'll realize I'm starting to lose perspective on the question, unless someone's feeding off of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because then you're just kind of in your own head and you don't know yeah. if what you're saying is making sense. Yeah. So where we sit today, it is the day before Thanksgiving. This podcast will come out Monday, a couple of days after Thanksgiving. And where where are we with Yigi Apparel, with the farm? This is typically been the craziest time of the year for us and it might not be this year right might not be the craziest day of the year i don't really know what to expect because we've been doing your <clears throat> i feel kind of bad because i always just talk about business when i come on here and i don't know if that's interesting or not i guess that's kind of that's just what i have to we'll offer just get but... that over with we'll talk about business because you get bring a different perspective then we'll answer people's questions yeah um it's uh basically We'll see what happens with uh, Black Friday. Black Friday, we're going to do, oh, I guess this will release on Cyber Monday. So today will be the last day to get 20% off the whole uh, Yee Yee Apparel Store. And what we've been doing is every purchase on Yee Yee Apparel is entering you into the giveaway for your truck. And so a lot of people have already been doing that. And so uh, I think that it may slow down the usual Black Friday craze because a lot of people have already purchased Um but we are prepared nonetheless. We used to just we used to just take off work on Thanksgiving and Friday all the way up until Monday. And this was like three years ago. And then so we would just show up on Monday with like not as many orders as we have now, but we would just show up with all those like we just had no idea what we were doing. So it's it's funny to think about that now. But so now we have we have um a bunch of people who are coming in to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it should help us. Um, I had a show scheduled for Friday in Odessa, Texas. It got canceled. So I'll be here helping. And I love the atmosphere. I was doing a bunch of radio interviews today, and I love the atmosphere of Black Friday during at Yee Yee Apparel. Just, there's a vibe to it. You know, It's like that you feel the beginning of the holiday season. Christmas is coming. Music's playing. Maybe Elf will be on the TV. Everyone's packing boxes, and there's just motivation to get the boxes out before Christmas. I love that. Yeah, that's our uh, that's our Vietnam. That's our joke. Those are the the three days that we look forward to all year to try to prepare for, <clears throat> and it tests us to see how fast we can get orders out. And it's fun. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, I don't know when you're like when you're working on a weekend. It's Probably employees don't feel this way, but when you're the boss and you're able to like incentivize people to come in and work late, it's like, cool, we're all in this together. It's like, it's like when you're up at 3 a.m. with your buddies studying in school for a test that you have the next day or something. It's like, yeah, it sucks, but it's like kind of, it's just different. It's out of the ordinary. So it's kind of fun to kind of be in that grind 
Yeah. I don't know. The two, well, actually the three things that make this Black Friday crazier or crazier for us is one, the rib shirt. Yeah, I guess you could add uh, the shirt of the month, add to that too, because we didn't do the shirt of the month last year. This is the first year of it, right? So yeah. this, so we have a shirt of the month subscription club. So that shirt, you sign up for that, and it goes out the first of every month. Your size, boom, leaves the warehouse. It's going to get to your doorstep with a new shirt that's you can't find it anywhere else. Exclusive design. That happens the first of every month. It just happens to be. This is December first. It happens to be a crazy time of shipping. We also have the Riff shirt, River Kelly Fun shirt, that's going out at the same time. We have the truck giveaway that you mentioned that you guys listening to this podcast probably know about, but we're giving away my personal truck, the truck I've had for the last ten years. Lots of memories in that truck. We're gonna every time you but you spend a dollar at yee.com, it enters you into a raffle. And then we we raffle we do a random drawing of that raffle, and the five top winners will fly here. We'll fly you to the farm, the Yee Yee Farm. You put your hand on the truck, last hand to leave the truck will win it. So we've got that going on. Don't still. I mean, we just, we just had like a long meeting on just how that we're going to figure out those logistics on how that person, how how we're going to deal with monitoring twenty four seven. We're going to have a ref out there that we're going to have to rotate. The referee might be a band member. Then we're going to have host because we're going to be streaming live video of this. We're going to be hosting with food. So we'll be kicking back, eating, eating food and playing music and all around the truck while this is happening. And the biggest thing that I haven't even talked about is the album release. So the album will be out. So on top of all those things, we're shipping out albums. We're promoting the album, which for you guys listening, it's Monday, three days after release. So um, this is Country Things Volume 2, which completes Country Things. So let me know if you're listening on a format where you can comment, comment your favorite song, because that's important to me to get feedback. We've been I've been sitting on these songs for so long that you start to lose perspective on what other people might like. I have my favorites. What's your favorite on the whole mm. 16? Oh, on all 16? Yeah. Probably hate I you. hate you like I love you for sure. That's my favorite song you've ever done. What's your favorite song on volume two? Do you even know those, what those songs are? Man Made, Bye Boy Baseball, Anything Like Me, um, What Love Looks Like, Where I Get It From, Six String Stories, Workaholic, and Diesel. I like those two Earl songs. But where I get it from is probably the one that I add to my country playlist in an Earl if I'm in an Earl mood. Yeah. Working out or something. By the time you guys are listening to this podcast on Monday, if you're listening real time, I will be, while you're listening right now, I will be in Indiana with Whistling Diesel, a YouTuber, very, very popular YouTuber in Indiana with a bunch of diesel trucks and we're going to be shooting the music video with Earl Dibbles Jr. and whistling diesel for the song diesel. And supposedly it's going to be the high of 32 degrees. So I'll be a little bit chilly. Earl Earl's going to be a little bit chilly in his overalls, but that's what I'm doing right now. As you're listening to this, man, what else does that get us caught up to where we are? It's funny that uh, when we were filming country and you know it, 
visualizer with Earl, it was almost like pass out hot in yeah. August in Texas. And then now it's going to be just absolutely freezing for Earl's next video. Earl's just a, a world traveler, but you never know. <laughs> He's always wearing the same thing. He doesn't prepare very well, I guess. Yeah, our, our director, videographer, producer, Mr. Everything Video, Paul De La Serta, was like, Maybe maybe Earl could have some coveralls on because it's gonna be so cold. And I was like, you can't change Earl's clothes. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Then it becomes another character if it's changed clothes. It's like you have to see the overalls and the white tank top and the green hat and the muddy boots, no matter what the weather. And yeah. when we filmed Earl in, in the holler music video, it was 18 degrees here in Texas. So I don't think it's gonna be any colder than that. Hopefully in Indiana next week. Is that all the housekeeping we have? I'm fasting right now, so I'm like my, my, I'm a little lightheaded, and it's it's only two two forty in the afternoon, and I'm fasting all the way to Thanksgiving dinner. How are you? How are you feeling? Does your stomach hurt, or do you have a headache or anything? No, I'm just a little lightheaded. <laughs> and last time you ate was dinner last night. No, I wasn't that brave. I thought about doing that, but. I chickened out. Honestly, that's the only excuse I have. But so I ate, I got up this morning at six and had a shake and a little protein bar. But a protein shake and a protein bar. <laughs> so you're just, it's six this is like my normal lunchtime anyway. Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. No, no, it's not bad. It, it's mainly the thought that now I've done a 24 hour fast before. This will be just over 30 hours. And the, it's mainly the thought that I'm going to sleep tonight hungry. And that is, that's the reason I didn't finish dinner last night and decide. Cause I was like, man, I don't want to go to bed Wednesday night. Just so hungry. Cause I'm not used to it. Some of you listening might be thinking, Oh, that's weak. I do it all the time. You might. Well, be Granger will come in my office at like 1115 and be asking about lunch. So this is a big <laughs> deal for him that it's two forty and he hasn't eaten lunch yet. Like you eat, you eat pretty often. The last time I did this was I was on tour and it's easy on tour. Cause I'll, we'll eat dinner at 5 PM and then I'll just cut it off. That'll be the last meal I have. Then the next day I'll get on the airplane, fly back on a normal tour, fly home and then wait all the way to dinner to eat. That's like 24 hours. That's kind of fun. You've never done it. No, no. So now I'm going to be able to just crush Thanksgiving dinner. Are you doing it partly to do it and then partly just timing it so that you enjoy Thanksgiving that much more and appreciate it? Yeah, there's pretty much three reasons. One, I'm, I just want to crush Thanksgiving dinner and just be like, hold nothing back. I, I can't wait. Just destroy it. And then two, it's a mental challenge. Kind of like you do 75 hard. It, it's just a, it's a true mental challenge to, um, to every time, like my, literally right now, my stomach's growling. <laughs> like I said, it's only two forty in the afternoon, but every time your stomach growls, it's, it's a reminder that you're in a way tied to food. You're addicted to that supplement of food and all day long, especially me, I'm just thinking about where's my next meal. When could I get my next meal? How long do I have for my next meal? And if you would just eliminate that from your day, it frees up so much time, energy, effort. I mean, like just the thought of me having no lunch and dinner tonight 
I'm like, man, I got all this free time. I don't have to. Because, you know, when I yeah, get that's home, true. It's, all, it's always like, what am I going to eat? Yeah. Am I going to cook it? Is Amber going to cook it? Are yeah. we going to go out to eat? Are we gonna, am I going to get to go? Yeah. If you just go a whole work day without eating, it just almost puts your mind at ease. It's like, I got this water. I don't have to worry about food, so I can just get yeah. whatever done I need to get done. Yeah, and our minds are fully, our, our bodies are fully capable of doing that without losing weight or anything. So then the third reason is, today is the day I'll finish Malachi. So this, I'll come officially, I have two more chapters when I get home, of officially finishing the entire Bible. So it's a little bit of a celebration for that. I read the New Testament in its entirety from cover to cover, basically Matthew to Revelation. And then this is all during the pandemic. And then I started at Genesis and I've read everything up to Malachi. So today I'll finish it. And throughout the Bible, there's always fasting going on. And it's, it's, um, people fasted in the Bible to focus on what they're, what, like to spiritually focus on what they need to be thinking about. It takes away the distraction, the last almost of food, like takes it out of your mind and you redirect it. Physically. And it's like a way to show God that you're willing to put away your human needs for a little bit to focus on interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a good time of the year to do it. I think that's what, uh, I heard Cameron Haynes talking the other day about those elk hunts that where they'd go out into the mountains for, you know, six or seven days or four or five days, whatever it is. And, you know, getting the elk is, is a big part of it, but then just on a daily basis, figuring out what you're going to eat, you know, if they'll shoot, shoot like grouse or squirrels, or sometimes they'll pack bags. And he's like, and then it really just brings into perspective, like, man, do you have food in your stomach and do you have a place to sleep tonight? Like those are the two most important things. And do you have some water? It's like, those are the three things that matters, like food, water, and shelter. He's like, and so for those, you know, four or five days out in the mountains, it just simplifies life and it shows you how simple it is. I love that kind of stuff because it's got to hurt humanity knowing that we, we live in a world where those three things are taken care of. At least... In a first world country, like most of us listening to this podcast, or I'm assuming most of us are from first world countries. I know that we have, we have some South America, we have some Central America listening, but most of us don't really have to worry about where we're going to sleep tonight and if we're going to get some food in our belly and water today. But 150 years ago, everybody on the earth had to think about that. And everything before 150 years ago, everything before, your food's not, your meals aren't guaranteed. Everything's perishable. There's no refrigerators and freezers. And you're not really sure about your your shelter. So I love to be able to put that in perspective and get out in the wild a little bit and test your, the old native spirit that's inside of you. Yeah, humbles you. And, and also air conditioning. That's the other thing. We constantly live wherever we live, whatever season it is, it's always like 70 degrees Fahrenheit because that's where we're comfortable. But in the old days, they just wearing wool, you know, in the, in a hundred degrees. I live in a barn now, so I could tell you, you imagine Earl's house, the old rock house. It wasn't any better in Earl's house. 150 years ago than it is in my barn now. My barn now is insulated and it gets to 100 degrees. So those people are sitting in there 
old people, babies, and 100 degrees. And then in the winter, it's never going to get warmer than like 50 degrees in, at night. That's the warmest it's going to be in the winter. If you, lived, if you lived in those days and you didn't have AC or heat, what, do you think you'd live in Texas? Because, man, it is nice to be in Texas when it's 65 in December and not really cold. But, I mean, being with a newborn baby in that August heat, I think maybe I'd live a little further north. I'm, I'm reading this book with London right now called um, Little Cabin, Big Woods or something like that. It's like an old, it's an old hundred year old book. It's about this family living in a little cabin in Wisconsin woods 150 years ago. And it's really interesting to see their life. And most of it is building up towards the wintertime, mm. preparing for the winter. And then once you're in there, you have a fire going and the kids really don't leave the house because it's so brutal in Wisconsin in the wintertime, you know, negative 20 degrees. Kids can't go out there. The dad goes out there every day and hunts and does his shores. So. Yeah, so much of your life is just chopping firewood, getting <laughs> ready for the winter. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pain in the butt. You want to answer a question on here? Sure. Let's uh, see. Where, let's take a quick break, get back and answer this question. Very grateful that today's podcast is brought to you in part by Headspace. And this is a, just such a good sponsor to have in a time like this, when a time when, uh, you know, normal life is crazy anyway, but then you couple in what 2020 has been and everyone is searching for a way to rest their brain, a, a way to find some kind of relief. And you've got, you, you've heard me talk about this before that it's so important to have mindfulness. We always think about resting our legs. If you've been out working and your legs are tired, you want to you say, I'm going to get on the couch and kick up my feet and rest my legs. No one ever says, I want to sit down and kick up my feet and rest my brain. And it's the most important thing you could possibly rest, especially in a time of craziness and a time of stress, which is most of the time, you got to admit. So that's when... <laughs> So that's when Headspace comes in. Headspace is is such a simple app. It's very inexpensive. You can actually get started for free. And you could dive in for a minute, 60 seconds. You could dive in for 10 minutes. Um, and it's meditation. It's mindfulness. It has nothing to do with being spiritual. So if you think that meditation is attached to some kind of far Eastern spiritual, no, it's not that at all. This is simply being mindful and making sure you're in the present moment and Headspace will guide you down that path. So you don't have to do anything, but close your eyes and be still. And then Headspace comes in with a million different ways to do it. And they'll guide you into a relaxation, a chance to recharge. Um, I use it to go to sleep. If I'm super tired, I can go in and you can use Headspace to tell me a story or just relax me. I could use it to just feel ambience of some kind of music, or I could actually do a guided meditation, which really super relaxes me. Now, you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash Granger. That's headspace.com slash Granger for a free month, one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every kind of situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Granger today. It's free. It's simple. 
It's really important. This podcast is also brought to you by ShipStation. The holiday season is here, and holiday shoppers are buying more stuff online than ever before. So when you're selling online and you're getting a bunch of orders, how do you get them out quick? And how do you get them out efficiently? And how do you save money? Like, are you going to use UPS or FedEx or or the Postal Service? What? How are you going to do all this? Well, ShipStation brings all that together for you. Super simple. We do it here at Yee Yee Apparel, and it has revolutionized how we can get out our e-commerce, our merchandise, our T-shirts and hats and everything that we have. It's impossible to try to get all those quotes and ShipStation brings that together, and they could do it simple right here on your cell phone. You just use an app, and you could sit here and spin through your your orders super easy on ShipStation. They take care of all the crazy algorithms that I don't want to do. So it, they work with all the major carriers like USPS, um, FedEx, UPS, International, and you can compare to the best of any shipping solution Anywhere, So it doesn't matter if you're using Shopify, Amazon, eBay, your own website, ShipStation brings all that to one simple interface. And it's the number one choice for sellers online. So there's there's no wonder that if you'll want to ship more in less time with the best rates available, you use ShipStation. Right now, the Granger Smith Podcast listeners could try ShipStation free for 60 days. When you use the offer code Granger, make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Granger. That's ShipStation.com. Enter the offer code Granger. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, so these questions come from grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a question, go ahead and email me, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Anything works, any subject works. I want to do just a couple shout-outs here. We have um, – well, here's a shout-out to Marilyn. There's no name on here, but it says, hey – oh, here we go. Hey, my name is Sam, and I live in Maryland. I was wondering if you do any, did any shows in southern Maryland. So shout-out to Marilyn. Shout out to Sam. Absolutely. We'll be out there. We'll be in every place. Um, this this is a shout out from Bajornar. B-J-O-R-N-A-R. Bajornar. Rimpstead. This says, hey, Granger, is there a plan of a future world tour? I live in Norway, and I would love to go to a concert. Thank you for awesome music and making this podcast, by the way. Another question. What's your Snapchat name, Granger Smith? So, yeah, uh, shout out to Norway. I'm so sorry, Bajornar. I'm not really sure how to say your name, but thank you for listening to the podcast. Shout out to you. Yes, we'll be in Norway one of these days. I would absolutely love that. Have you ever been to Norway? No, I would love to. Um, here's a question or, or an email from Matteo Vesto. It says, uh, if you ever come to Finland, I will totally come to your concert. So shout out to Matteo in Finland. Hmm. Another podcast yeah. listener. Was that Scandinavia, that and Norway? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is both our, our relatives, our roots go back to the Scandinavian roots. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Lee, my tour manager is in there shipping. Um, and he, he, he's like, put it in perspective for me and he goes, man, I just, sometimes I log in to ship an order and, it, and 
I'll see some village in Asia. And so he said, sometimes I'll just stop what I'm doing. And I was like, who is ordering from this little village in Asia? And I'll pull up Google Maps. And he said, I'll pull it up and I'll do a satellite view and I'll zoom in on there, like where they live, just to see where this Yee Yee hat's going. <laughs> it was so cool to think about it. Think about somebody sitting there watching Earl Dibble's videos. Well, we did free worldwide shipping for a whole weekend, uh, like a week ago. So it was really cool to see all the people who, who was like, who were like, I'd buy a shirt, but man, it's like 25 bucks to ship. So we were like, let's just do free worldwide shipping just for one weekend so everybody can get something. So, That's ho so ho cool. hopefully there's a lot of people out there that finally were able to get something. Mateo, I would, I would <clears throat> freak out if I was walking around in Finland and saw a Yee Yee shirt. <laughs> I would freak out. And then the last shout out I want to give to Sydney. And um, Sydney, for you, the listeners that have li that listen a lot, Sydney was a a veteran with PTSD that lost her dog, who also had PTSD and had been with her through all this. And we talked through that on the podcast, and she lost her dog. And I, I at the end of what we kind of talked through, I recommended that she get a she got a puppy because it's always it's always fun to get a puppy for that distraction. So if you're grieving over a lost dog, a puppy is a great way to distract you. And then slowly over time, you find yourself falling in love with a new puppy. So I asked her if she would do that. So Sydney just wrote back to the podcast with a picture. He said, Hey, I listened to you and I got a new puppy. It's honestly helped a lot. Thanks for the advice. His name is Bruce and we're watching your new podcast. So there's a picture of a German shepherd puppy watching the podcast. So awesome, Sydney. Let's get to a question. This question is from John in Woodenville, Washington. It says, my question is, how did you come up with all your characters like Earl and what made you do them? Parker was there for the creation of Earl. You were actually the cameraman. There's a funny video on YouTube of, of behind the scenes of Country Boy, the making of Earl Dibbles Jr. And it really shows the behind the scenes of us creating that. We didn't know what we were creating, but you could hear Tyler directing Parker and Parker's voice is real high because you were like, what, 13 years old? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. the, um, to answer your question, John, that those characters were just created on a whim. There wasn't any rhyme or reason we just we were trying to do something to promote the music and we're like hey let's do this the funny country guy that is very much like a bunch of family members of ours so it was super easy to jump into that character but that's really all it was to it's like let's be that country guy and tyler said i think his name should be earl dibbles jr and i said i like it <laughs> really there wasn't much more than that well one thing that would be cool that people can do is if you go to YouTube and you just type in GS band, one word, I think it's kind of hard to find cause it's like a, it's a smaller channel, but you can find a lot of the videos that we used to make that you used to make. And it was just like Saturday night live type skits, just stupid stuff of, of characters that no one will ever hear of again. But there's some, there's some pretty funny ones that we yeah. used to do. Cause people don't know that you just always, we just always like to just mess around and just 
make stuff that we thought was funny. And that's what we thought Earl was. We didn't think anything would happen with it. No, there's one called Where's the Radio Station? And that you're in that, you're filming that. It was me yeah. and you on a radio tour and you're little. Yeah, I remember that. Like 12 or something, maybe. I don't know. It was... Let's see here. This question. That was back when it was a lot harder to just put together videos too. It was a big deal. You didn't have an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this question is from Corey Foster who is a, uh, says associate pastor at Pleasant Grove Baptist Church. It said, hey, hey, I know you're a man of faith and, and read the Bible daily. Which translation do you read most often? And it's a good question and, and sometimes a contested question. It's crazy how some people will really contest for reading the King James version. They're like, you got to read. If you, if you ain't reading King James and you ain't reading the Bible. And then it goes all the way to what's the, uh, there's a, I think it's called the message. Have you heard about the message? Mm -mm. It's like a, a new age translation that's supposed to be super hip and very um, easy to read. Caleb was telling me a little bit about it. And Caleb said he read it for a little bit until it got to the point where it said, I think it said when Jesus was rebuking Satan and it said, Satan, get the heck out of here. Or, or no, no, he wouldn't have said that. It said, Satan, beat it, beat it, Satan. <laughs> like, oh man. And so Caleb said he like closed that Bible and was like, oh, I can't read this version. Uh, Corey, I read the, I've for a, a long time, I've read the NIV and then I just kind of, I wouldn't say switch, but I'm kind of hybrid on the ESV. Um, and I've, my mother always reads the NIV. So that's how I started that one. What is that new international yeah. version? And then the kids at school, they started reading the ESV. So when the kids started reading ESV and John Piper reads ESV, one of my favorites, favorite guys to listen to. Um, I figured I should probably get a hold of one of those too. What's the difference? In any translation, the difference is, you know, they it all comes from it all comes from scrolls or scribes that have that have written a long time ago from the Greek or the Aramaic or the Hebrew languages, and so over time. These, these different languages get translated to English. And there's always discrepancy from Greek to Latin to English on a certain word that could mean two or three different things. So it's really a preference of what style you like. And most of these have been, most of these old versions have been, it's not like, and this is a misconception with the Bible, there's a couple misconceptions. One, people tend to think that there's mistakes in it because it's been written so many times and retranslated so many times by so many generations and so many people. And so you think about, oh, I mean, it was written by the apostle, whoever, at whatever time, which is all different times and all different apostles and all different prophets. But then it got to this king of England 
And then he wanted to say something, so he added that, and then his scribe came and made his version of it. And then it got changed again when it came to the to the Americas, and that's just not true. And then we made it say, beat it. Yeah. It's <laughs> beat just it, not, Satan. It's not true because we have actually found, not we, archaeologists, have actually found many of the old artifacts of the old ancient text, um, namely the Dead Sea Scrolls. Have you heard about the Dead Sea Scrolls? Mm-mm. It is probably one of the greatest archaeological discoveries um, of, for sure, for Christian Christians and Jews. Uh, but what it did was they they found these scrolls in a cave that were from the first century and older. And they opened up the scrolls and they pulled them out. And there they were, handwritten by somebody in the first century AD. And they get the, the first thing they did was they got these scrolls and they started matching them up to the current text that we have. And it was right on. Hmm. It was exactly right, which is mind blowing that it could last that long through these old ancient scribes. And when I think of scribes, I kind of think about um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> When there's like little monks, little scribes, like with a little, little uh, candle, and they're they're dipping their little feather in ink, and that's literally what their job was before the invention of the printing press. The other misconception I was getting with with the Bible that I've heard people say to me is, well, I mean, I understand that you believe the Bible, but it's all written by man, so. You know, man makes mistakes and man could manipulate it however he wants. Totally get it. That's a valid argument. But the fact is, as Christians, we have to believe because the text says that we have to believe. The scripture tells us that the word is God. And because of that, in many different ways, it will say this in many different forms or sentences, it will say that the scripture is true. The word is God. God made the word. God breathed out the word. It says it in many different ways. And so because of that, you have to believe, okay, yes, it was written by the hand of a man, but it was anointed by God. It has to be. If you don't believe that, you shouldn't believe anything else in the Bible. If you don't at least believe that this was, this was anointed by God, this was commissioned through man, by the word of God. If you don't believe that, you might as well not believe anything else in there. Just throw it all out. It doesn't even matter. So you got to start with that before you before you start in at all with any of the stuff we've been talking about. And that was a big tangent from what Corey asked, but there you go. Here's a question from William. It says, hey, Granger, it's William from Michigan. Our family are longtime fans, and we've made trips to Round Rock and Butler, PA, to see you this year. Um, and as a, a few of our venues near us haven't opened yet, I cannot wait to see you at the intersection again. Then my question is: Earl has been doing dip them and pick them for a long time. How did that get started? And how do you see? Um, I hope to see you again soon even if it means I have to uh, put on a yee-yee chauffeur hat and cart our troop down there on the road again. Yee-yee. 
I'm having, having trouble reading because I'm so, uh, so messed up from my fasting. How many cups of coffee have you had? <laughs> That's actually probably it. Probably like six. Six cups of coffee and no food? Yeah. Oh, man. I would be feeling terrible. <laughs> I can't drink very much coffee or I get... I start to feel uh, anxious. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that now. Dip them and pick them, William. First of all, shout out to you and your fam and Michigan. Love our fans. I feel for our fans in Michigan that are kind of trapped right now. Um, Dip them and pick them started in 2013 by Tyler and I. We're at a venue and we thought, hey, let's go pick some college football games as Earl based on who's the country or team we put one episode out on youtube and there was a producer at cbs sports in new york city that somehow i guess he maybe was a fan or he saw that video and he immediately emailed tyler and said we want this for our show it's called inside college football and cbs sports we want this as part of our show we've been needing some kind of creative break comedic break and we said yes and it's now we're on year seven and now Parker writes all the jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> One more hat that you have to wear. We we have a group little document with me, Tyler. Excuse me, no, Tyler's not involved. He don't Tyler don't want to be involved anymore. It's Parker and Hayden. We have a group document called Diplomat Pick'em, and we have the each week's games, and we'll get on, and each of us will usually write a joke for at least one matchup. And we have to do this Friday as we are this week. So we get out there and Parker films it and and you better be funny. That's pretty much the deal. I ha- I've separated these questions now into heavy and light. You want to go to a heavy? Sure. Go to a heavy and you answer it. I'm randomly picking. Ooh, that's a long one. Let me not do a long one. This, this is better. Okay. It says. Oh. Oh, Farker. Congratulations. You got a good one. I saw this as it came in. I saw this as it came in. And as luck of the draw, I randomly picked it today. I've been wanting to address this. You ready, Parker? It says, um, hello, Granger. Please go back to screening the fan questions. You are an entertainer, and recently your podcast has taken a turn towards subjects that are way too deep. I understand folks want advice, but you shouldn't put yourself in a position to be giving advice to your followers who are experiencing mental health issues. I get that you want to connect with us, but this isn't a way to do it. I fast-forwarded through most of your last three sessions. I want you to know that you and your family and touring, I want, I want, I want to know more about your family and touring life in the country. It's very depressing to tune into a show to hear about personal problems of people I don't know and really embarrassing to watch you stumble through a long and drawn out response. (laughs) Please give us more of you and not your fans and their personal needs and problems. Sincerely, cat. Dude, I can see. I could see where she's coming from because you know, 
if you sit for a second and you think uh, it's the type of people who say you should know your place as an artist or as an influencer or as a comedian, it's like stick to jokes, stick to music, whatever. But then at a certain point, sure, it's like uh, at what at what point can I? It's I don't think it's a matter of you wanting to. Hmm. I think I think it's a matter of you just wanting to be real and authentic with people. And at a certain point, if there's an opportunity on your platform to be able to have a conversation with someone and to, and to give your advice and say multiple times, first of all, I'm honored that you'd trust me to even ask me this question. And you're just talking to them as if they were your friend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw this come in and I kind of put it in the batch. And um, it's from Cat in Oregon. Shout out to Oregon, by the way. And I'll tell you the problems I have with this. Cat, it, it, you might be great. He says you're a fan since 2010. You're probably great. I'll put it that way. You're probably great. And and I'm assuming that if you weren't behind your keyboard, this would be this would look different. Like if me and you were actually in a meet and greet or talking over dinner. I think this would look differently than you typing this out because when you type it out, it looks very contrite. It looks very arrogant in a way. It looks very um, self-serving. Like, I, 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 me, me. There's a lot of eyes. I don't want this. I deserve this. I don't, I'm not going to sit through and listen to other people's problems. I fast forwarded because I, I want, I, you're basically saying you want to be entertained. Dance monkey, you know. The dancing chicken on pure country. You want to turn turn on the stove and watch me dance for you. And if I do anything more than dance for you, you have a problem with that. Because I am your entertainment, right? That's kind of what I'm getting. I could be wrong. But here's what's crazy. Is that 10 minutes ago on this podcast, I told a story of somebody that was suffering through PTSD. And they had a dog that was suffering through PTSD. The dog died. The person writes the podcast. I'm struggling with loss. It's a different kind of loss. It's a dog. I lost a dog. And, and I have a connection with this dog because of my PTSD and the war that I was in. So I talk through it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a, I don't have a PhD in psychology. I'm not Jordan Peterson. I'm not Dr. Phil. But I've always promised on this podcast that I could just... Do my best to talk to you as if we're driving in a truck together. I'm driving, you're sitting shotgun, and you're we're just shooting back ideas. And you're saying, you know what? Could I could I tell you about this little problem I'm having? Because that's what friends do, right? That's what friends do is we kick back, we talk, we 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 hash through some ideas. And it just so happens that this person that emailed me with their PTSD ends up taking my advice, and now they have a puppy. And I'm not definitely not trying to pat myself on the back because this is not my doing. But through a normal conversation on the podcast, she's at least done something now to move forward and start a healing process. So she's gotten a dog. We're talking about a war hero here that that has suffered t- defending our freedom here in 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 this country. The freedom, the very freedom that I get to use on this podcast to. Uh, express my views 
use my First Amendment rights and the very freedom that, Cat, you get to type me uh, on an email and say whatever you think. And you have the, the right to do that. So there is, there's a little bit of a push-pull going on here where there, I feel like there are some people that could benefit. And we talked about Drew. I talked about Drew in the intro of this podcast, who was uh, the young man, 14 years old, that's been beaten by his, by his stepdad with a baseball bat. And now he's called the, he's called the cops. Um, and he's written me now since then, seems to be in a better place. So I understand where she's coming from. But when you say things like, this has nothing to do with me, but when you say things like, it's very depressing to tune into a show to hear about personal problems of people I don't know. Like, dang, cat, cat must be living high. I mean, wow, must yeah. be good. Yeah. Life is good for cat in Oregon. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about that one. <laughs> I told you you got a good one, dude. It's funny that said you you got this next one. I mean, that's what a podcast is, and that's what happens when you have Q and A. Is it's right. literally people asking right. you questions. It's like, what do you? It's that's just what the podcast is. Don't yeah. listen. Go listen to music if that's what you want. Yeah, cat. We go, have plenty of inter- entertaining go. videos. I, I'm cat. I'm assuming this has been this email came October the nineteenth. So I'm assuming you're not listening anymore because I've list, I've answered a lot of deeper questions since then. So I'm assuming you probably gave up on me. Hopefully you're listening to just music and not listening to the podcast. But um, if you possibly, I'm ex, I'm assuming you would expect me to go through these emails and every time every time something it doesn't have to do with tour life or music, I would just delete it. Just, oh, uh, somebody's got a problem, delete. Somebody's got another problem, delete. I don't think that's the way this should go. I don't think that the, that's the way this podcast would be fair if I'm opening it up, like you said, Parker, to questions. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to uh, I think I'm gonna dive in. Otherwise, I won't have questions. It doesn't make any sense. You can't choose one or the other. Kat, I would say this to you, too. Love you, girl. Thank you for being a fan since 2010. Um, total respect that you've, you followed me for 10 years and that you had the guts to email me something. Um, that's, that is a huge criticism to what I'm doing. So respect for that. I would also say, um, the way you worded this, it might not be how you feel, but, um, we're all, we're all doomed for suffering of some kind. Sometimes we hit the sunshine for a little bit and we enjoy it and life is good. But uh, suffering is around the corner, and I would I would hope that when you do hit your time of suffering or time of need of some sort, that you have a lot of friends that do care about someone else's problems and do uh, want to help you. And I and I I understand like when you turn on Netflix and you want to watch The Office, it's like I'm not saying yeah. you're Michael Scott, but you know. At a certain point, I don't know if what people. I mean, we're here to to cater to the audience, to to entertain people, and to get their mind off of whatever they're going through. And then number two, to help people. And then ideally, you're doing both of those things at the same time. You don't want to go too much Doctor Phil and too much just superficial. I mean, because if you want just a superficial, just look at the rest of the music industry. If you want just if you just want a face surface level 
not deep at all, don't know anything about the artist, let it be a complete mystery, no realism at all, then you can get that in plenty of places. But yeah. I think it's kind of cool when you come here and it's like, yeah, you'll get some hunting stories. You'll get a little bit, I mean, you'll get a little bit of everything. You'll get some family, you'll get some sports, you'll get some outdoors, you'll get some fishing, you'll get behind the scenes music. And then you'll also get some, you know, just general life advice and passing a little bit on to help some other people. And I think that's, I think it's a good balance. Anyway. Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys are interested in the new album, please give it a listen. 16 songs if you put volume one and volume two together. And then comment below if you're if you're listening on a pro- platform that allows you to comment. Um, comment and let me know so I, c- I can know what songs are resonating with you like what what stories are resonating with you that's important for me as a songwriter to kind of get a pulse to check the temperature on you guys and how you're feeling about songs um if you could also go of course go to my social media and dump your favorite songs on there parker's social media is what instagram is what just type in parker smith and i'll show up Oh, Parker Smith. Probably that wasn't so steep. That wasn't braggadocious. He'll show up. Okay, cool. Um, Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Yee yee, all that stuff. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.